We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey everybody, it's Masters Week. One of us, not me, not Scott, is live at Augusta. You can kind of see the humble ba- humble brag background behind us there. Uh, the word drying agent will be used, and maybe a certain animal's uh, shares a human's first name will also be there. We'll be doing that and more with the Masters Preview of Gaming Golf. Welcome, everybody, to Gaming Golf Masters Week Edition. I'm Jeff Erickson here with Scott Jenstad with the Masters hat and Jeff Ritter with the Masters background. Oh, wait, no, that's really at Augusta right now with even the water bottle to show off. Media water bottle, not even just any old water bottle, but media <laughs> water bottle. Gentlemen, how's it going? Jeff, what's going on? How are you doing down there? It's good. I, I don't know. Is it media water or is it Tiger Woods Kool-Aid? It's hard to know at this point since we're all, <laughs> you know, this is we're fresh off the Tiger Woods press conference, which... Uh, probably, I don't know where to rank it among Tiger Woods press conferences, but it was, it would crack the top 10. I feel like of most anticipated Tiger Woods press conferences in his career. And he was pretty good. I mean, he was, he was revealing and, uh, he's going to do this. So, I mean, it's kind of the answer that golf fans I think are looking for and media too. I mean, it's fun to have him back. It's fun to have him around. We were, uh, I want to see him play. So it looks like he's a go. And, uh, at this point Thursday can't get here fast enough. Do you, do you th- do you think he'd do it if he was out there to not like to shoot seventy seven? No, no, he's he's here because he thinks he's he can play well. And I mean, okay. he was asked point blank in the press conference, "Hey, you've always said you play to win. You here to win? Do you think you or do you think you can win?" He said, "I do." That was that was it. So he's not. Uh, this is not a ceremonial, you know, two rounds at Augusta that he has planned. He's he's out here to to go for it. I was going to say, you would know best, and I was just curious if you thought there was anything in him that would just show up for ceremonial, but I, I, I kind of no. agree. I don't, I don't think he would either. No, not at all. No, he's not going through all this just for a, a victory lap. This is, yeah. this is the real deal. He was – they showed – ESPN was showing a couple of clips yesterday, and you could see a little bit of limp, and everybody just uh, mentioned that you could – you know, he was limping still a little bit. He's obviously not 100% yet, but – 
It's also, he, he was this close to get, having a leg amputated for crying out loud, and he's going to be playing in the Masters, so 14 months later. Pretty crazy. Yeah, yeah you can see it when he walks. I mean, you can just, it, it's a little different, like, to call it a hitch, or it's it's sort of a, it just looks like he's favoring his foot is probably the best way to explain it, which we know it was a tibia, fibula, you know, reconstructive thing, so probably a lot of pain in that ankle. Um, so it, it's a different kind of walk. We've seen, we've seen Tiger walk in pain a lot on the golf course usually his back his neck the knee this this one looks a little different it's not as pronounced but it's there you know if you look for it you can see it so um, had, had you ever seen a bigger practice gallery than we than they had yesterday out there for him so i, I took a walk yesterday and i got uh, i went into the tiger chaos for like 10 minutes just to see him yeah. and then i then i walked the rest of the back nine almost by myself <laughs> so it was just beautiful day and just there's no one around doing anything else except watching Tiger's every move. So it's uh, crazy. It's funny. It almost feels like every four years or so, it's been like this at the Masters, where you just have like a Tiger Woods Masters, whether it was scandal or back injury or knee, or and now it's the car crash. But every so often, it just seems that Tiger uh, and his the new cycle. It just all starts with him, and this is one of those Masters, understandably, that where it just he is the story until. Uh, until we tee off and, and including really up to the weekend. We'll see if he makes it that beyond that. Yeah. Uh, 8,500. Let's just start with him and then we'll, we'll, we'll skew our usual order just to do ti- tiger quest here. Sure. Um, 8,500 on DraftKings. Uh, are we, you know, and then uh, just as importantly on the betting side, you know, I, I'm sure there's plenty of intrigue there. I mean, I'm sure his betting price will actually be less favorable even than his DraftKings price. Guys, what do we think about Tiger Woods? In fact, yeah, it's, well, seven on points bet. I see seven thousand uh, plus seven thousand. So that's, I thought it'd be more in like the fifty range. He's, so he's, he's down to fifty to one on DraftKings already. Okay, there you go. I'm I'm a full pass on both to answer your question. Succinctly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I think uh, I mean in the, in daily fantasy, it's tough to you know he's going to be probably over owned and he's already overpriced on DraftKings. I do think there's something about. That. Like, like to back up the masters this is the most fun week there is to bet on golf you know we do this yep. podcast and i mean we have fun with the valero and the other events but this is the week this is the greatest week for golf betting and so i do think it's fun to hold a ticket for tiger woods this week and so if you, if, you know if you can do it and it's he's still 50 to one i recommend holding one of those tickets because it's fun to have the best story you know out there in your hands but it uh, if you're in pools or these daily fantasy games we're going to assemble a lineup i think that's difficult uh but if you can just make a sentimental choice with a straight ticket why not why not have the why not have the best story in your hands so that's where i come down and this is why he that price keeps on getting uh (laughs) less and less favorable yeah fanning Uh, the fanning the flames as i uh (laughs) root for the story yes i get it yeah all right um let's jump into uh we'll go with with our usual breakdown here uh and start by tiers and the first thing you notice is there are seven guys over at ten thousand or higher um you know, usually you don't. It's usually not that top heavy. However, that the highest price is only eleven thousand. Scotty Scheffler. It's not John Rahm. It's Scotty Scheffler, number one in the world, hottest player in golf right now. Uh, John Rahm's ten eight. DJ's at ten five. JT is at ten three. Colin Morikawa ten two. Victor Hovland ten ten one. And Rory McIlroy straight up at ten thousand. Uh, Scott, we'll start with you. What jumps at you at this level? 
just how awesome this range is overall. I mean, all yeah. awesome players. But yeah, you got you to gotta pick and choose is what makes it fun. Uh, there's no way I'm playing Scheffler at 11,000. I love him. Everybody knows I talk about him a lot on this podcast, but I'm not paying the top price for him. My uh, my top guy in this range and the guy who I think actually wins this week is Justin Thomas at, uh, at 10-3. Um, he was really good at Valspar, uh, finished third, really huge TD Green numbers, big approach numbers, huge TD Green last four tournaments, hitting the ball really, really well right now. He was 21st here last year. He was fourth in November of 2020 in the COVID year. I just think it's time for him to win here. And I just, uh, there's so many good players, so many good players in this range, but uh, JT sticks out to me as my favorite play this week in this range. It's a good pick. Uh, he's certainly getting a lot of coaching from Tiger these last two rounds as well. Getting ne- ne- never hurt, good. never hurts around that track. Never hurts. Uh, he's got a, Thomas has a decent course. I mean, he's got decent course experience. He doesn't really have a lot of success. No scar tissue. You can really point to it, Augusta. Uh, a strong pick. I think he's my second favorite off this tier, though, because I think John Rahm is going to win this week. Uh, I think Rahm. He's had a little bit better history than Thomas. Um, I think he's fully motivated having, you know, he was asked about number one in the world rankings, didn't seem bothered by that at all. Just kind of comes in with that perspective and general groundedness of, of fatherhood. And it just, I just like the, I like what I saw from him. His press conference was actually right before Tiger Woods is today. And um, I just think statistically, T to green, you know, the stats line up for, for his strengths of, of kind of a winner's profile at Augusta. And uh, I just think he's a guy that's not going to – he's going to win more than one major in his career. It's hard to see him without a green jacket, and I think it's going to be this week. So he's my, he's my pick to win. I know we'll get to one-and-done picks later. I haven't fully decided if he's my one-and-done pick, but I think he's my favorite pick on the board. So I like him just a hair over Thomas off this tier. It is – and for me, it's clearly not Morikawa because of the putting, and I think because – here at Augusta, we've talked about this. Where do you put an emphasis on putting? Well, Augusta is the first place you think of, right? Um, so yeah, I, I, and Hovland. I mean, Hovland off this tier, I think, is a, is a full fade. Um, I just, you know, the short game profile is a little scary <laughs> for Augusta National, um, along with Morikawa. I think those are two fades off this tier. All right, let's move on to the second tier, the nine thousands. Uh, Roy McIlroy, no, not Roy, Cam Smith at nine nine. We haven't seen Cam Smith hardly. I think since he won the TPC, uh, he's at nine nine. Jordan Speed at nine eight. Xander nine six. Cantlay at nine five. Brooks ninety four. Adeki ninety three. Zalatoris ninety two. Bryson ninety one. Berger nine thousand. Jeff Ritter, you get to go first this time. A lot of heat on this tier too. Uh, I think um, Cam Smith very tempting. I mean, he's just. Again, the profile fits. He's got a runner-up uh, a couple years ago at the, at the fall edition of this tournament. Um, that, that sweet combo of tee to green plus around the green would fit. Uh, it's just very tough I, I, to win the players and then just go right back out your next event after the biggest win of your life and go win something bigger. So my favorite off the tier by a hair over Cam Smith would be Brooks Kepka, who I just think is – also kind of on his way back from a little bit of time in the wilderness in the last year, but I just see him putting it together. I think he's also got the right combination of, of success at Augusta without necessarily scar tissue. And this is just, this feels like a Brooks Kepka, you know, DGAF week where he's just going to go out there, maybe rain tiger hype, whatever you know, put the blinders on and put himself in contention on Sunday. So, so for me, it's Kepka and Smith off this tier. There's, there's quite a few you can make a case for, but those two are my favorites. 
I've, uh, I think Brooks Koepka is going to be very, very popular this week. I think a lot of people are going with that impression. I think he's popular betting-wise. He's 9,400. I think he'll be very popular. I'm going with two different guys. One that I think will also be popular. One that I think is going to be a little bit, little bit overlooked. My first is going to be popular, Xander Shoffley, 9,600. I just love the price. Anytime you get Xander under 10,000, uh, he's, what, T2 and T3 here in the last three years. So really good form. Uh, great numbers the last three tournaments. One of those guys I throw out players. You know, he was on a – he was on. A, I think he was in the bad draw. And just numbers are bad there. But – Gain T degree and approach at Valspar. Gain T degree and approach at Genesis. Great across the board at Phoenix. Just playing really well right now. Nice 600, I think, is, a, is an underprice for him. And my other guy here is actually uh, Patrick Cantlay. I think that uh, I think that Cantlay is a little bit going to be overlooked here with with Brooks and, and Will Z and Cam Smith, all these guys here. Uh, Cantlay's another guy. I throw out the players. I just don't think that really matters. He was just, uh, you know, didn't play well there, but so good before that. Four top tens before uh, before Genesis. I think Cantlay at 9,500 is a little bit underpriced. Um, I think his grumpiness is going to be good this week, and it's going to be solid. And I think yes, I think he's got a really good chance to win this week. Won't crack a smile until Sunday, huh? That's all. All that matters as long as he does it Sunday. That's good. I just think uh, I think with Brooks and Xander right between them, I think it's a week where Cantlay's an elite player, but it's going to get overlooked. I need to be underowned in this tier, and I love to get that on an elite player for sure. Uh, any, is, is the putting factors, uh, pushing you guys away from Zalatoris? A little, a little for me. It's just, it's more of just guys I like more, but certainly, I mean, Zalatoris played himself right there, uh, last year. So you figure it's possible. Just seems like he's putting even worse (laughs) this year than last year. I don't know. I think there's just other guys peaking right he's now pro- he's probably my third favorite in the tier but yeah I mean, he's lost strokes putting six weeks in a row seven out of eight like he's so good and he was second here last year i just i don't know i just that those six foot putts are gonna be really tough for him this week i think i think i think we also have to at least acknowledge spieth who you know yeah. him playing well at augusta just it just has become a thing over the years uh it's a higher price than i would have hoped to get but uh can't ignore him I mean, if you if you want to go that route, just based on the course history, and I, I do think, and I, I wrote this earlier, but on uh, for SI, but I I think course history here is a bigger. You factor that higher at Augusta, of course, more than any other major because it's the only major that repeats courses. But even other tour events, I just think Augusta gets so far into people's heads, and that course history is a is I think something you just you bump that up this week more than any other. And Spieth, of course, you know, he oozes that, uh, including some demons in Heyman Corner. But uh, he's got a history of, of playing well out here and feeling good about it. So I want to totally yeah. disregard him. I kind of view him as the, the guy that's going to be on the leaderboard on Saturday. And then we'll see if he kind of fades a little bit on Sunday. Yeah. But I think right. we'll see a lot of TV coverage of Spieth. I don't know if, if he'll be in the winner's circle. And like you said, 9800 that, That's a hefty price to pay for yeah. that. All right. So moving into the 8,000s, this is usually a, a tier we like. It's kind of small of a tier, but uh, we mentioned Tiger at 85, but Usi is 89, Shane Lowry 88, Taylor Gooch 87, Sam Burns 86, Sunjay is at 84, Adam Scott 83, Joaquin Neiman 82, Tony Finau 81, and Tyrrell Hatton at 8,000. Scott, who do you like in this group? Uh, there's a couple guys I like here. You know, the 8,000s are always fun in these tournaments, but I, I like Shane Lowry again. You know, he's, what, at 12th, 13th, and 2nd, his last three events, really playing well. Uh, hit the ball really well at Valspar, hit the ball really well at Honda. Um, 21st here last year, 25th in 2020, kind of figuring out the course, good course history, and I think maybe he takes a step up here too. Um, there's a lot of people talking about uh, Tiger, a lot of people talking about Adam Scott, a lot of people talking about Sungjae. 
I actually like Joaquin Neiman a lot this week. Um, he was uh, he was sixth at Farmers. We know he won at Genesis, you know, as a, in that dominant tournament, a dominant event. We kind of then held on at the end, uh, missed the cut at Honda right after that, but twenty second at Players. Huge T to Green T to Green gains in, in uh, three or four weeks. He was fortieth here last year, so you know, got some experience, made the cut. Um, I just think at eighty two hundred, I think he's being overlooked. I think a lot of people like Terrell Hatton at eight thousand, who I like also. We're playing him, but I think guy Neiman gets lost here a little bit. One of those guys playing really, really well. Maybe not as quite a big name right now as these other guys, but uh, eighty two hundred, I think, is a really good price for Joaquin. I love Neiman at the price. Um, I would add, I would just follow up. I think Hatton is actually my favorite off the tier. Uh, I think this he's very his track record at majors is very spotty. You know, sometimes it clicks, sometimes he's just blown out of there before the weekend, but. Playing well this year, runner-up at the Arnold Palmer, uh, tee to green game again. He's got the he's got the game that fits with Augusta National. Uh, kind of reminds me a little bit of Rom in that his his kind of his runs hot. That's maybe held him back at big events. That was kind of the John Rom story there for a few years. And uh, I don't know, he's a guy that maybe kind of like what Scott was saying about Lowry. That just feels like he might be figuring it out and feels like we might be peaking towards. Uh, his first real kind of close call at a major. And so I'm not sure he'd be a pick for me to win, but uh, in, in a daily fantasy format, I really like him at that price. Yeah. Um, I, I think those are both uh, Neiman and Hatton. And th- those are good, like, prices to build around. You, you know, yeah. sometimes we talk about building up, right? Uh, you find your guys that you like a little cheaper and mid-tier prices, and then you know what you can afford after that. Uh, so I, I think that's... One of those uh, those building block. Those are two of those building block sort of type of guys. Uh, before we go, move on to the seven thousands, and also talk about roster construction. Quick note from our sponsors that are on the Blue Wire Network. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. 
No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. All right. Thank you. Uh, we host, uh, of course, every podcast on the Blue Wire Network. So happy to be there again. Uh, please patronize your sponsors. Let's talk 7,000s. Uh, it's... It's a good size tier, but you know it's a smaller tournament, so we can we're gonna enumerate them this year. Or not enumerate, we're gonna name them. I guess enumerate enumerate would be the number them, but <laughs> not doing that. Uh, talking on recording devices is easy to do and fun for everyone. Abraham answers at seventy nine. Russell Henley's at seventy eight. So Sergio hit the ball already. Uh, seventy seven. We got Fitzpatrick and Fleetwood at seventy six. We got Connors and Casey. Always at that level at, at these major tournaments. Always there. Uh, Webb Simpson and Justin Rose are at 7,500. At 74, we got Billy Horschel and Patrick Reed. Mark Leishman and Bubba Watson are at 73. Seamus Power and Jason Kokrak at 72. Max Homa and Siwoo Kim at 71. At 7,000, we got Cameron Young, Luke List, and Bobby Mack. All right. Uh, we went, uh, we went, uh, Scott first last time. So Jeff, you get to go first this time. Who do you so like this is, sevens? this is where now one of those things, if you're assembling your master's board, you can always count on a 40 something player to hang around. Uh, and mm-hmm. so I like this tier. I think you're getting a great discount on Paul Casey who, you know, he didn't complete a match in the match play, which is yeah. concerning. But what was the issue there? I think it was back or neck. I'd have to go back. One of the two, but he withdrew. It was a, it was a a back. So, you know, this is, this is a dice roll, but he is underpriced. I mean, if, if he plays and is feeling good, that is, that is a steal. So I think if, especially if you're going to do more than one lineup, I like Casey in one of those lineups for the upside, Um, but there's risk. So for a little less risk, and this is where I, I go back to saying, like, I look at course history and I weigh it heavier here than any other tournament we talked about all year. I look at Justin Rose, who is not having a good year, but just always seems to hang around the Masters. He was actually, the, I think he led this for a couple rounds last year. So I think he's probably fairly priced, but maybe a sneaky pick at 7,500 uh, just for this week, just based on what he always seems to do um, at Augusta. And then, as long as we don't have to see that dribble commercial, uh, get, <laughs> so, you know, probably you're probably going to see that commercial. And then even once again, Sergio, I, I'm staying in the 40 something tier. He's far enough removed from his win. I don't know. I, I think maybe you, you could talk me into Sergio um, at that price rounding out a lineup. So that's that's actually where I started this tier. And there's there's certainly some younger guys with upside as well. But those are my those are my favorites. This is my 40 something tier. You guys are in that 40-something tier, so I can see how you can relate. I, I'm on the Champions Tour already, so uh, we'll go otherwise there. Uh, Scott, who do you like in the 7,000s? Man, I love this tier. This is a great tier this week. Um, I'll stick – I'm going to do a couple of the top half, a couple of the bottom half. 
I really like Russell Henley at 7,800, just playing really well right now. He's gained T degree in 10 straight weeks. He gained 11 and a half at approach of the players. I know it was a weird week, but he still led the field. Like that still tells me something there. Um, he was 13th at API prior to the players. He gained 7.7 off the T or a T to green, 5.4 around the green. Always key to be creative and a good around the green at Augusta. Um, just, it's just a lot of like big gains too. It's not like he's barely gaining. He's getting a lot, gaining approach five of six. Um, I just really like him this week. I like the current form. I like the way he's playing. Um, I think Matthew Fitzpatrick at 7,700. Sorry, Matt Fitzpatrick is, you know, just always solid here. Um, I think he's, he's last five tournaments, one miscut at players. Again, toss that out. And four top tens, like playing really well. Uh, gained well at Valspar, so kind of found it again, hitting the ball well. Um, Corey Connors, is, I think, is going to be really popular at 7,600. He was top 10 here the last couple of years, top 35 the last three weeks. So I think he's kind of finding his game right now. So I think he'll be popular. As you get a little bit lower, I really like Billy Horschel at 7,400. Just really good ball striking last three events. I think the price is really good here. Um, he made the Sweet 16 at the World at the uh, WGC, made the cut here the last three years. So it's you know some some decent form here. And then I got to go with my boy Max Homa at 7,100. Uh, playing really well, great tee degree numbers in four straight events, gained an approach in five straight. Uh, did miss the cut here last the last couple times. It's my one kind of reservation on Homa, but hopefully after a couple rounds, you know, a couple times here he'll figure it out. But four straight top twenties, five of the six top in the top twenty. Uh, I love the price on Homa one there. I think seventy one hundred really helps you get other stuff in. Yeah. Uh, again, and I, we talked about this concept. So sounds like you're going to be having two or three guys in this tier. I'm gonna I'm gonna mix and match a bunch in this tier. Probably you know one or two in the top seven thousand, one of the one or two at the bottom. I'm gonna play. Probably two or three in this range in almost every lineup. Good to know. Uh, let's let's move into the 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 six thousands. It's better here than a lot of places, except for the very bottom. Uh, but we won't really. We don't have to talk too. We don't need to pick on poor Woozy or, or Harrington. But uh, in the six thousands, who do we like? Uh, is there if you're going heavy up top, you're going to spend on Rom. Jeff, you you talked about spending perhaps spending on Rom. Who are you going after in the six thousands to make this work? I think actually, if you if you do it right, you can. You don't have to go too deep in the six thousand. You don't want to, as, as people say often, and it is true. Uh, you can probably take thirty names right off the board right away at this event, and they're lurking at the bottom of this tier. So don't go down. Sure, Sandy Lyles. You know, he's had a wonderful <laughs> career. Just don't. Just don't. Okay. So if there's one thing you take away from this show, don't. Um, I, I would stay right as, as high in this tier as I could. I think Gary Woodland to me looks like maybe he's, he is on a bit of a career rebirth, um, had a good Florida swing, uh, not a ton of history at the masters that you, that you hang your hat on, but at the price, it's not bad. And then back to course history. I mean, Lee Westwood isn't doing much this year has a great history though at the Masters, a lot of close calls and you, you go back through the years. I mean, he is a top 10 machine actually at, at Augusta. So at the price, if you're going to round out a lineup and dip down once below seven thousand, I would I would try to I would really try to hang out of this tier and try to build it around tens and and sevens uh, more so than the sixes. But those would be my two guys. I uh, I think that, I think the top part of this, like you said, I would I would not dip in the bottom part, but the top half has some interesting names. Uh, I went right to Woodland also sixty nine hundred. Uh, really good numbers at, at Valero. Finished eighth, gained sixty degrees, six point one approach. He's got these top ten, three of the last five tournaments, top twenty five and four or five. Um, you know, big TDB numbers every week except for that Players Week, which again we throw out. Uh, I think he's, I think he'll be popular at six nine hundred. He's got to be. You know, he's been on leaderboards last uh, last month or so. Um, I like him a lot at sixty nine hundred. And the other guy I dipped down to uh, another guy in Jeff's season long team actually is Eric Van Ruyen at, at sixty seven hundred. 
hit it really well at the players. He was second in the field in the whole in the whole field in approach, third in T to green that week. Uh, missed the cut at API, but he's top 40 in four of his last five events. His putting's a little bit rough, but if he can kind of be, you know, kind of league average in putting this week, I think he's got a really good chance to make the cut and maybe be a, like a top 30 guy. And at 6,700, I think that really works well. Um, I like him a little more than Hoagie and Christian Bez, who are both kind of the same price, who I think will also get consideration this week. So uh, Van Ruyen and Woodland for me, uh, both on Jeff's season-long team. So maybe he'll have a good week this week. Well, I benched Van Ruyen, but now I'm wondering. You know, I was I was between what, Van Ruyen and you, not. What you could do is trade me Gary Woodland for Jason Day, and then you could play Van Ruyen this week. I mean, I, the Patrick Reed Day thing we had we had that for that was a two week offer. And, well, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll drop down. I'll drop down and take Woodland for Day right uh, now. I can't do that one. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm sorry, but it's I guess it's my turn to reject one of your trade yeah, offers. Yeah, I, I, on, I, I figured show. as I figured as much. I should have countered <laughs> with that. I should have counted with that three weeks ago, but uh, yes, I would have taken it three. I, I would have taken it three weeks ago. I know. <laughs> you, you, all this talk about Jason Day when you can have Hoygaard. I mean, he's right there, hovering, <laughs> waiting for you there. Man, my team is pathetic. Uh, Kyle Stanley interests you? No. Oh, okay. No, uh, not at all. I, I've got four guys going this week. So sad, and one I, of them's Decky, who who may not play. You know, I have I have four, and I had to pick up like one of the few guys was available to. It's uh Jason Day not in this field. No Johnny Vegas. No Keegan Bradley. I the, my my kind of fringe guys really uh, aren't playing this week. It was rough. Who'd you pick up? Uh, Guido Migliozzi. Oh yeah, I saw that. I remember yeah. that now. Good pickup, maybe. Uh, yeah, he hit the ball about 900 yards, but who knows what happens after that? Having a tough year though. Where it goes. Two yeah. for nine in cuts. So yeah, uh, yeah that's I just uh, he played well at the U.S. Open last year at uh, Torrey, so I was just taking taking a little a little major history and hopefully hopefully get lucky more than anything. I can't believe you're not going back to your guy, Danny Willett. I someone does someone have him or no? No, I get you know. I just you you have a history with Danny Willett. <laughs> we have a, we have a we have a long, really good history at Augusta. So I I think very fondly of Danny Willett at all times. There you go. All right, um, let's move on to the gaming stage here. Uh, let, let, let's take a look at uh, some of the odds, some some of the wins, and maybe some of the other cra- crazy bets. Because let's face it, this is a week where you want to have a lot of action usually. Yeah. Uh, I know, Scott, you, you've often done, maybe not gaming, but you've done a couple of, like, one-and-done pools. Or there's a there's that pool, I think, that I joined you in one, uh, the year we went to Augusta. So, uh, yeah, the, the Mr. Bill pool. It's a very fun one. I'd love to get back in on that if you uh, – I will, I, will, I will shoot you the info if you want it. All right, cool. Uh, let's look at the betting odds. Jeff, who's on your betting sheet this week? Well, I'm trying to pull up the odds here on the veranda, and it's not succeeding. But I would, I would go back to kind of my favorite value picks in the, that I mentioned earlier. I think Cam Smith, wherever he is, I think is probably he's probably off he's, the top five picks on the on the betting he's sheet. Fourteen to one right now. Oh, never mind. Yeah. Yeah, it's too low. Points bet had him has him at sixteen. He's the third yeah. on the board. What's, I mean, uh, his DraftKings price is better than his betting odds. Brooks is uh, currently twenty to one on DraftKings. Love that. Love, yeah. Any anytime we get somebody you like at twenty to one or, or beyond, uh, I'm in for that. So, um, like Brooks, I probably still Ram is probably the betting favorite, right? Ten to one or something like that. So even though I was I was touting him earlier, I would probably try to find value elsewhere. Um, I'll tell yeah, you where you Brooks is probably my favorite pick off yeah. of the betting sheet. What's I'll Hatton? Tell you, I'll tell you a good. Uh, well, Hatton Hatton's uh, he yeah, is at fifty five. I got and yeah. let's bet you can even get him at sixty. Yeah, why 60, not? So. Yeah, I would, I would, I would, I would try that too. Yeah, I think the big interesting disconnect here is the the the, the difference in the DraftKings prices and some of the betting odds. Scotty Scheffler, yeah. most important, uh, most expensive player in DraftKings, he's like 
twelfth most expensive in terms of the betting odds. You know, he's at like twenty-seven to one on FanDuel. Wow, he's twelve to one on on DraftKings. Yeah, now better. 20, I don't know. Twenty-seven that, to one. Twenty-seven to one is really high. That's way that's actionable, high. right? Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah I, have, I haven't seen I haven't seen above fifteen to one when I look, but that, that's a really big price. Yeah, at least according to the our tool that scrapes the odds of the four sites. Uh, I wonder if they're doing some kind. I wonder if they're doing some kind of promo and like a odds boost or something on him because that twenty seven seems really high. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. All right, Scott, who do you like? So I mean, this is a week where I probably uh, bet a couple more names than I normally do. It's fun. I love the Masters, so maybe not the best, uh, the smartest, but I'm always going to ha- have a couple extra bets in here. Uh, I'm going to drop down off the top five. I'm going to bet uh, Xander at twenty to one and Cantlay at twenty-five to one for sure. Um, Xander versus Morikawa is a really tough one for me. They're both twenty to one, but I like Xander a little more this week. Um, you mentioned the putting on Morikawa, so I'm going Xander and, and Cantlay at the top-ish. Uh, you know, avoiding the top tier. Then I drop down. I really like Shane Lowry at 50 to 1. I like Terrell Hatton at 55 to 1 and Joaquin Neiman all the way down at 65 to 1. So I'm betting some kind of uh, three middle guys there in that range. Then a couple bombs uh, down the board. Uh, Max Homa at 80 to 1 for sure. A couple bucks there. I don't want to. I got some FOMO there. He can't win and I, I don't have him. And then I think Gary Woodland, 100 to 1, has won a major, playing really well right now. You know, I don't expect him to win, but I think 100 to 1 is a little bit long for a guy. Who's playing well has some master or some majors pedigree, um, so a couple bucks on uh, on Woodland for sure is as deep as I'll go. All right, very good. Uh, before we get to one and done, I got to ask you: We've all been on the grounds. Uh, Jeff's been there multiple times. Uh, Scott and I've been there that one time. Favorite memory of being at Augusta? I'll start so you guys can think about it because I just sprung this on you. My favorite is we're watching the the practice. Well, I have two actually, but the, watching the practice round, the Wednesday practice round. You get to uh, the par three, 16, and see, you know, a lot of the pros will try to skip a ball on there and have some fun just you know, over the water onto the green. One group did all four at once, and they all and they all tried to skip it on, and that was pretty cool. The other was the par three contest uh, where JT, Speed and uh, – Ricky, Ricky, we're all playing together. Don't, don't forget, don't forget my boy. He's not here. Yeah. Well, hey, uh, and they're doing this thing that you weren't allowed to mark the ball. Uh, so like they had to kind of like chip putts over uh, another ball or things like that. It's cool little things like that. Just I remember those things. And the par three course is just beautiful there. Yeah. Um, Jeff, you, you got, you give me. Yeah, I mean the course is always a star. If nothing else, I think I've been lucky enough now. This is ten. Uh, this year i think i still go back to my first one which was 2011 which was a crazy masters where just like six guys could have won it in the last hour and it was my first time out on the course on a sunday and you don't have your phone and there's no video replay boards you know it's the it's the old you know they put the scores up that like they always have since the beginning of the masters and i just it was so strange and cool to be so disoriented on the course following jason day for a minute tiger was in contention and the roars and people people were running and just kind of losing their minds in different directions you didn't know what was it was the only time it was the first time i felt like that at augusta not the last but just that dizzying feeling on sunday of roars are happening all over the place and you don't know which way to walk which way who's gonna win what is even going on because there's no radio and it just it's such a cool electric feeling to be at a master sunday when the outcome's undecided and it's happening all around you. And I think um, those moments that, you know, it happened with Tiger Woods three years ago, that, that was probably the most, you know, that was the most electric thing. It's just when it, the whole place is just tilting at Tiger and it's happening, 
you know, that, that also stands out. But that first one too, where it's just, you're just spinning all around, uh, just words ripping all around you and you don't know which way to look. And it's just the whole thing just kind of has your hair on fire. It's great. Yeah, I would say that the Parthi contest for me too. But I think it was cool. We saw we saw Nicholas Watson and Gary Player. I think playing together. Is that right, Jeff? I forget exactly. Yep, that was awesome. I mean, just seeing with the Parthi. I mean, and we're like at the ropes. So you're like, there's no. uh, You can you're right up close with these guys. So you're right there. It was was, that was awesome too. Seeing Spieth and JT and Fowler with their their wives and girlfriends catting for him was really fun. But what took me was like when as you walk in, how hilly the place is. Like you, you see one. And like one is straight uphill. It doesn't look like it on TV, but I could not believe how hilly one and eighteen are. Like you're walking straight uphill on both those holes. It's a, uh, it's a beautiful place. I'm really glad we got to go. I'm hoping I can win the lottery again. I'd love to go back at some point. But uh, just a, a special day that I'm super glad I, you know, we made the effort to go. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, all right, let's let's close out with one and done. Who do we got? Let's go, Jeff. Oh man, I wanted another five seconds to think about okay, it. Okay, Scott, I'm, I'm t- <laughs> fine. I'll go. I'm, I'm, mine's easy. I'm uh, I'm going for it this week. I'm going Justin Thomas. I think he wins this week. I have him available. Um, I need to get a win in a in a big event. I've kind of been had, had a bunch of like ga- nice gains in the last couple weeks in the top tens. I had I had Woodland last week, and I think he finished eighth. But just haven't got over the top. Uh, I'm going JT this week. I think he I think he wins it. Well, I, I- mean. Go ahead, Jeff. Tiger is the best story. I'm not going to do it. I think, <laughs> Don't I think do it. Rory's, Don't do it. Rory's a feel-good story. I'm not going to do it. I, I'm I'm between Rom and Kepka, and I'm gonna I'm gonna play the odds with this one, and I, I'm gonna fire a big gun. I'm gonna go with John Rom. I'm I'm submitting it now, live in real time here nice. on the call. <laughs> I, I, I think that, I think that's the right call. I think people have used him. I think a lot of people are going to use Brooks. I think Rom is a really good play this week. I like I like that too. Just for the record. I have him highlighted right here, John Rom. Uh, you can't see it very well, but uh, I was already going to take Rom too. Uh, so I was debating him or Cam Smith. I've already used JT. Didn't work out so well for me because I used him in match play. Second year in a row, I've blown a big gun at match play. I, I'll learn my lesson next year, maybe. Maybe I won't. I don't know. Um, and I, I think I've used Cantlay also, so I can't I can't turn to Cantlay either. Yeah, I was I was between JT and Cantlay, but I'm going I'm going JT is my primary pick, Cantlay is my alternate. Yeah, so there you go. That's so I, I I'm going to use Rom as well. Uh, I'm not going to care about ownership because I am way behind in this league anyhow. So sorry, Jeff. I'm going to pollute your pick by uh, joining you on that. By the way, Len's going to go Cam Smith. He was talking up Cam Smith on Twitter a couple weeks ago. Eddie was his pick to win the Masters. Still is his pick to win the Masters. So Len Hockberg, if you Hockberg's going that route, if you uh, are interested in Len's pick. But uh, any parting thoughts, guys? I feel like we're in for a good one. It just with all this Tiger news, and obviously he's kind of, you know, he's the oracle at this point. Everything is just centered around him, but. You know, I don't expect him to win it, but I think we're just the stage is being set up here for a really epic Masters, and uh, can't wait. All right, Scott. Anything else? Scott might have froze. I think he Corey's, did froze. Corey's He's very stopped, captivated by or this. Or stop breathing. <laughs> I hope. Yeah, that'd be a very neat trick there. All right, All right. let's uh, wrap up with that then. Uh, everybody, thanks for listening to Gaming Golf, and uh, we uh, will be back at you again next week to recap the Masters. Jeff, have a great time. Thanks, man. All right. Thanks, everyone. Take care.